This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. Good morning. Welcome to Newsmakers 1490 WDAN. Linda Bolton back with you and on the Zoom call this morning. I've been looking forward to talking to Annie Moniak for some time now. She has her own business, Moniak Leadership. She's an independent contractor with Dandel Area Community College's corporate um, ed group, uh, does a lot of work for them independently uh, as a contractor. And I've had a chance to encounter her a couple of times and have been really impressed. And I'm not normally impressed with facilitators of, of this uh, kind of thing. And I know she understands why I'm saying that. Um, I've been doing visioning and strategic planning for 30, 40 years now. And as I told her before we went on air, some of it was really good and some of it really should have been put on the shelf. <laughs> but it's a new world and Annie has brought a, a fresh face to it. So good morning. Thanks for being with me. Good morning, Linda. Thanks for having me. All right. Give me some of your background. Tell me how you got to this point. Oh, wow. Um, I worked uh, in the corporate world for about 10, 11 years on HR capacity uh, and leadership roles. And uh, very early on in that capacity, I did all of the wrong things uh, and quickly, <laughs> be- <laughs> you know, quickly became uh, quite aware of those uh, pitfalls uh, early on in leadership. So became a student of it. And through some training, uh, I worked for ThyssenKrupp. Through some training at ThyssenKrupp, I came across uh, coaching as a form of leadership. And that's what sort of set off my uh, ambition to uh, take coaching and, and consulting to a full-time capacity. So uh, very blessed to have worked for them. But, but I, I came to it actually through my experiences there. Well, and, and, and you and I both, I think, agree on the fact that uh, strategic planning, visioning, um, trying to figure out uh, whether you're a, a major corporation, a business, an industry, uh, a, a not-for-profit organization, whatever, trying to figure out how you move forward today has got to be one of the toughest things anybody has, to, any any CEO or any administrative leadership has to face. Things are so confusing, um, so challenging. Uh, not only because of the pandemic, but because everything's changed. That it's it's awfully hard to do that. So um, are you finding people more and more interested in getting some help to, to pursue that future? Yeah, you know, I think that leadership has always been um, a difficult role uh, and sort of a lonely role in an organization. Um, and the pandemic certainly did not improve that. Um, you're right about the uncertainty. Uh, the decision making became more critical uh, with less support uh, or direction for, for people in those roles. And so I think for a long time, the focus was how do we keep people safe? How do we do the right things, um, and a lot of organizations sort of got off their um, off their mission path. And now that we are what like twenty four months into this uh, pandemic, people are starting to say, "Hey, we don't want to lose focus on what our mission uh, is in the organization. We we need some help getting back on track." So I yeah, I would say from um, my experience that people are reaching out more now about strategic planning and uh, strategy than they have been uh, 
in years past. Talk to me about strategic planning and visioning, because I think those are two terms that are often intertwined and mixed. And quite frankly, people have no freaking idea what they're talking about. <laughs> yeah, I think, um, you know, you say vision, mission, and a lot of people will instantly roll their eyes, right? Because their experience is that a mission statement is only good to like take up wall space on a conference for, in a conference room. And, um, and that's unfortunate if that's been people's experience in terms of um, mission statements. Um, it is one component of the strategic planning process. It's sort of the starting point is that the mission statement's purpose is to define what our mission is as an organization. What are we, what are we doing? What's our value? How are we serving um, our customers or our, or our uh, community? And so it's sort of the starting point. And, and a lot of times people confuse that with strategic planning altogether. It's, it's great to have, I think you call it a 28-word uh, mission statement. Uh, <laughs> but it should be, it should be, you know, sort of the compass or the, the strategic plan should answer the question, are we serving the mission? So how, how, cha how challenged are you finding CEOs and, and heads of organizations today? Uh, now we, that we're in our third year of COVID, we continue to fight this battle. Workplaces are different. Everything has changed. Um, and employees are different in how they approach their work or how engaged they are in the company. I mean, everything is different. And that's okay because change happens. But what are you hearing from them in terms of their challenges and what they want to try to figure out? Oh gosh, I think the um, the the most uh, common response from from plant leadership or from organizational leadership is that people are tired. People are are uh, are starting to to waver uh, in commitment, and and that has a lot to do with the pressure that the pandemic has put on leaders and from on employees altogether, um, all throughout the organization. And so uh, people are starting to lack in motivation and, and organizational leaders are saying, how do we keep people engaged? How do we keep them wanting to come back to work and still um, fighting the good fight when there's um, oftentimes staffing demands that aren't being met and you know, COVID protocols that are changing with the wind. And um, it's a lot. There's a lot of uh, challenge facing uh, organizations today. So motivation, I think, is <laughs> absolutely number one. I can see that. I can I can certainly see that. So so I would assume part of that motivation then um, is challenged by the change in the workforce work environment in itself, because you have so many people now that work from home. Mm -hmm. which is a completely different world. Uh, I think many people went into that concept thinking, oh, how cool. I can run a load of laundry and still write a report. And, it, you know, I mean, it, 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 on the surface, you look at it, and you think it's great. But quite frankly, it presents its own set of challenges. And I would assume that would be true not only for the worker, the employee, but also for the, uh, the, the folks in charge. Yeah, I'll say, uh, you know, from my vantage point, I also made the shift to working from home during the pandemic, and it, and it definitely lacks um, a certain structure that an office space does. And while, there, yeah, there's certainly an advantage to 
um, to running a load of laundry, it's also hard to stay focused and to stay yeah. uh, motivated when there's other responsibilities sort of pulling at your at your um, at your priority list. So, uh, yeah, it's it's definitely a challenge. So when you go into a um, a strategic planning session, now we're going to talk a little bit more about that when we come back from break. Sure. We're going to go to go go to break in just a second, but but when you approach this. Are you approaching that in a different way now because of that change in work environment? Yeah, it definitely has um, come to the surface of strategic planning. How do we meet people where where they need to be met uh, in terms of how do I, as, an, as a parent, as uh, somebody who has to juggle the, um, the responsibilities of both work and home, how do we meet people where they're at, uh, but still accomplish what we need to as an organization and get the most out of these roles, um, especially under the staffing demands. So certainly it has, um, it does float to the surface of the priority list. Absolutely. All right, we're gonna, Derek, we're gonna go to break. When we come back, we'll talk more with Annie. We're gonna talk about how Annie approaches uh, some of these situations so we can have a better understanding about the thought and process that goes into it. It's not just stand up there and hand everybody colored dots and say, slap them up there and tell me what you like. A little bit more to it than that. We'll do that in just a moment on Newsmakers 1490 WDAN. 1490 WDAN. Welcome back to Newsmakers 1490 WDAN. Linda Bolton with you and on the Zoom call this morning, this morning, Annie Moniak, who heads up Moniak Leadership, I've uh, been wanting to talk to Annie for some time. I had the uh, good fortune of encountering her on a couple of projects uh, of things I'm involved in. Annie is an independent contractor, her own business, obviously. She does strategic planning and visioning and helps companies and not-for-profits organizations figure out how to move forward. And in this day and age, moving forward is one tough nut to crack, I'll tell you. She also does some independent contract work for DAC through their uh, corporate education area um, and um, is really taking us into the future, I think, uh, of what strategic planning and visioning should be about. We've we've struggled with it over the years. I've been around, God, I'm as old as dirt. Um, and I've, you know, I've done so many at the health department. I mean, you name it. Wherever I've done some kind of strategic planning or visioning session where I spent a lot of time rolling my eyes. I'm sorry, but I did because I couldn't see the point. Yeah. And and I guess that's what I think may be different now. Um and maybe it's maybe it's how people are involved now. I don't know. Or how you approach it. You tell me when you, you get a call from somebody. Okay, so like we just did, uh, library uh, mm-hmm. was involved with that. Um, it, uh, when you get a call, what are your first steps? What are the things you go about doing to ensure that the Linda Boltons sitting there do not spend the entire two hours rolling their eyes or whatever? <laughs> oh, I I love it when there's a Linda Bolton in the room. <laughs> and, uh, you know. <laughs> I appreciate I will quote uh, you on that. <laughs> <laughs> Please do. I appreciate uh, some healthy skepticism of the process uh, because that's sort of what the what the idea is. Um, you know, we should be 
using the strategic planning process to question what are we doing? Um, what is the purpose of this? Are we meeting, you know, our goals of the mission of, of our organization? And that could be to make widgets or that could be to serve people or provide healthcare or do whatever. Um, but the strategic planning process has, should be about um, challenging ourselves to, to do whatever that mission is better. And um, so we, you know, I encountered you through the process as sort of one phase, or uh, what I would consider one phase in the strategic planning process. Um, and typically what happens is that, you know, a leader of an organization will reach out and say, hey, I'm working on my strategic plan. I see that there is a gap here or that, you know, I want to move us in a new direction. How do I facilitate this conversation? Um, with my board or with my team, um, and then we we go from there. Uh, is we need to build out or, or flesh out a, a plan for how to facilitate a conversation that helps people open their mind to new possibilities in an organization or or in the structure of how their organization might run to adjust to whatever the changing demand is of that team. So, COVID, for example, was one significant hurdle for organizations to pivot with. And uh, if the strategic plan doesn't pivot to meet uh, services, you know, for clients, for instance, um, virtually, then are we still serving our mission? So we have to really maybe uh, use that strategic planning process to help people, um, help people open their minds to thinking about how we can serve the same way or in the same capacity, maybe with a different approach. So how has, gonna go kind of go back to where we were before, <laughs> but how has, how has this change in working from home, a uh, completely different working environment, um, how has that impacted that ability to bring those people to get it? I guess what I'm trying to find out is how much impact has COVID had on that connectivity sure. of, of, of employees? You know, I think it's more than physical presence, right? So you could have a, a pretty good strategic planning process done virtually, you know, Zoom or Teams or these kinds of um, tools have really helped people stay connected. And so I think for the most part, most organizations have adapted to the technology at this stage. If we haven't, then we're really falling behind at this day and age now. Um, but I think the thing that is challenged most in the process is the behavior of the organization. So it is trusting that people can both run the load of laundry and write the report at home and believing, you know, and creating that environment in which we trust that people are really doing the work, whether they're in the office or whether they're at home. And, and trust that, you know, if I'm at home, my manager is still reaching out to me to make sure that I'm productive and I have the tools and resources that I need. So I think sort of the unexpected uh, challenge that came with COVID is that we had to really flex our trust muscles uh, within the organization um, on both sides. Yeah, I think that's true. And I, and I, think, I think for the most part, it's worked. Um, but I, I, I'm like you, you mentioned earlier that when you decided to work uh, from home, you run your business from home, and you too found that structure issue. I think that's the biggest challenge 
in in this change in how people work and where they work. Um, the the structure issue, I find because I find you know I'm involved in in a ton of boards and and I have things I you know I'm, I've always got stuff I'm supposed to be working on, <laughs> and sometimes I do, and sometimes I don't. <laughs> but I'm a volunteer, and I can say. Eh. <laughs> But but if you're an employee, you know you know what I'm getting at. Right. It's that, uh, and so I find that if I've got projects here that I'm supposed to be working on from for boards and organizations that I'm involved in, I got to get my head focused on what that's you know what that structure is that I'm going to follow, and the timeline, and what my goals are. Mm-hmm. And if I don't do that, it's going to sit here. Right. It's going to sit here on top of the printer and stare at me. <laughs> yeah, we have to we have to teach people. Um, you know, we're conditioned to work in an office environment or in a structured work environment, whether that be an office or or otherwise. Um, you know, and you take that structure away, we have to learn what our new behaviors are going to be. You know, I had to remind myself I you know was used to being in the office at six a.m. Well, when I was working from home, I was rolling out of bed at six a.m. If I was lucky, you know, so. Um, that change has, you know, we have to adjust that a little bit and, um, you know, lead with some grace because people are, are trying to figure that out uh, still, I think. Yeah, I was going to say, even, even this far into it, it seems to me like we're still in that, the learning curve is a big one. Uh, pandemic creates a very big learning curve. Yeah. And, and it seems like we're still struggling kind of to mount that curve and kind of pull all of it together. We got bits and pieces. We have more knowledge now than we had two years ago, but we're still struggling to pull all those pieces together. Yeah, I think we're, you know, we operated under the assumption that this was temporary, you know, that I can, I can, I can suffer this for a short time. uh, And, you know, oh, it's, it's exciting to work from home because I only get to do it for two weeks, right? And then we're going on two years and uh, we didn't set up a structure when we thought it was temporary. And, and that is catching up to some of us. Sure. Yeah, I think so. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. We're going to go to break. We'll be back and talk more with Annie in just a moment. A newsmaker is 1490 WDAN. 1490 WDAN. Welcome back to Newsmakers 1490 WDAN. Linda Bolton with you and on the Zoom call this morning, Annie Maniak, who is head of Maniak Leadership. She's an independent uh, business and uh, independent contractor for DACC's Corporate Education Group. Works with them once in a while, but she has her own business and uh, goes around helping with strategic planning and visioning. And in a time of COVID, I, there isn't much that's more important than trying to figure out where the heck you're going. So we got a lot of lot of companies, a lot of organizations, a lot of businesses that are trying to look at that very issue. Where are we going? What are we going to do? Because we don't know when this ends, if it ever does. Mm-hmm. And and I think so. So tell me what your phone calls are like. Tell me who calls you. Tell me who asks for help to look at this. Oh gosh, you know, I, think I don't mean is, name, I don't mean name names, but right. I mean, you know, what what kinds of organizations. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I in the last year, um, I've really sort of pivoted to working more with nonprofits in their strategic planning process uh, because I think 
they have a more structured approach to it. You know, I find that nonprofits, you know, obviously are very mission driven. And so the strategic planning process is uh, connected very nicely into that. Um, on the for-profit side, um, you know, my background is in manufacturing and I have a connection with, with a lot of manufacturers. And so I do spend uh, quite a bit of time with them on strategy, which is typically more metric focused. So uh, sales and dollars and productivity, reduction in scrap and, and turnover, those kinds of things um, are, are more of their strategic focus rather than how, are we serving the mission? Uh, are we providing to the community X, Y, Z or service? Um, so, you know, those phone calls are generally very similar, regard, you know, regardless of if it comes from a nonprofit or a for-profit um, organization and, and typically a uh, little bit of exasperated, you know, like, help me figure this out. Where are we going? Um, and oftentimes it's just about facilitating or having somebody else facilitate the discussion. Um, you know, these, these leaders, they want to be part of the solution. And, and when you're, when you are in the seat to facilitate the conversation, um, it can be very easy for the rest of the group to um, just say, okay, boss, what are we doing? And um, these people are really looking for the creative juices of their board members, of their team members to try to um, really meet the needs. And so a lot of times they're, they're really looking for somebody to just facilitate the experience and help people think a little more broadly um, and so that they can reap the benefit of that and create then a strategy, whether that be a metric-based or a mission-based strategy around it for what are we going to do next. From working with these groups and organizations, be it not-for-profit or, or a plant industry, whatever, um, what's your feel for, for lessons learned? I mean, you've got to have picked up from listening to the discussions and the conversation uh, some feel for where we're at and certainly where we're going, but but what's your feel for how folks are approaching this, how they're kind of looking down the road trying to, in this unknown territory, which remains of COVID. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it remains unknown. <laughs> um, you know, I think the, the thing that I see most often is that we're trying to organizationally, we're trying to achieve all of our goals immediately. Um, and yes. so a lot of times, you know, we're, we're not thinking short-term, mid-term, long-term. We're thinking about saving the world in the short-term and rather than taking um, what we can accomplish in the short-term, planning in the mid-term, and then over the long-term accomplishing the, the larger goal. Um, and so th what I find most is that the strategic planning process helps us more um, appropriately streamline what's reasonable um, and achievable in certain amount of times. And so it, it takes sort of the pressure off of having to achieve all of the things in the next 12 months and rather gives us a plan for how we're going to take bites of achieving whatever those larger goals are um, in the mid and, and long term. And so it gives us a uh, more of a game plan or an action plan for how to take one step at a time. And so we're simplifying all of this chaos of um, chaos. And I would say pressure of we got to fix it all today or yeah. better yet last week. Um, so it helps us really focus, create a plan. And then, then when you leave the strategic planning process, you're just executing a plan 
You're not trying to reinvent the wheel um, or, or reinterpret, you know, every possibility when it comes up. I think that's an extremely important point. I appreciate you sharing that because uh, I think it's probably very true that the natural tendency uh, now, like I said, year three COVID uh, is we've got to fix everything right now. We've got to make everything okay. And you can't do it. It just won't work. doesn't matter who you are, or what you're doing. It isn't going to work. Um, you've got to take it. You, you got to eat the elephant a bite at a time. That's right. the reality. Um, and patience, patience is always the hardest part without a doubt. Yeah. Hey, Annie. So if somebody wants to get a hold of you, what should they do? Do you have a website, Facebook, what? Uh, I do. I have a website. Uh, it's manyakleadership.com. Uh, you can find me on Facebook as well at Maniac Leadership uh, there. Okay. And um, services, uh, your, your, your rates are based on size or whatever? Uh, services are, ba- rates are based on the project size and scope. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Got it. Hey, I really appreciate you sharing this information. It is most helpful and most interesting because I think it's one of the main things that faces our business and industry, as well as our not-for-profits who are a huge part of our community. So uh, staring to help, giving us the strength to stare into the face of the unknown is uh, certainly valuable and we appreciate it. Thank you, Annie. It was a pleasure to talk to you. We will talk again. We'll talk All right, again. thanks a lot. Um, tomorrow I have a Healthcare Foundation board meeting. Derek's taking care of everything tomorrow. I will be back on Thursday, and I'll be talking to Senator Scott Bennett. So tune in. Newsmakers 1490 WDAN. I'm Linda Bolton. Talk Station, 1490 WDAN Danville, W284DD Danville, and online at vermilioncountyfirst.com. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.